Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I've made no secret that I will typically listen back to my old episodes whenever I want to reconsider an approach to productivity and the way that I am creating my workflows and my days, my weeks, and when something feels just kind of out of whack. I've heard some really great feedback recently about some of the shows in terms of Dr. Michael Bruce and the sleep cycles, as well as the other conversations I've had around that idea of starting and finishing your day the right way. And we all hear the productivity talk out there about getting up early or staying up late or burning the candle both ends or not burning the candle at both ends. But one of the things that I don't think we end up talking enough about is the idea of resting, of unplugging, not just from social media or from the internet or from work in general, but intentional recharging. I think metaphorically, a lot of us move through life at points in time where we don't necessarily have to be doing anything, but through the ability of modern technology, we think that we are taking downtime, but we aren't. It's almost like we have our, it's almost like the point in time where you think you've got your phone plugged in and it's charging, but you come back to it later and you're like, what happened? It, it didn't charge at all. And we come out of our weekends or our week nights into the next day feeling like we've got some power to get through and we've got to keep our eye on our phone charge. Metaphorically, of course. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Some thoughts that I had, a conversation that I even had with some friends of mine while we were out having sushi on the weekend. And before I went into that conversation, I hit the Do Not Disturb button on my Apple Watch so that I was fully present. Before I dive into that, I wanted to make sure that you, as a listener of the Beyond the To-Do List podcast, knew about 
a great opportunity for the podcast. Beyond the To-Do List is in the running for a podcast award, but I need you to do me a favor as a listener of the show and someone who has gotten benefit from the podcast episodes that I have produced. I need you to do me a favor and go and nominate the show in the category of business, as well as two other podcasts from the Noodle Mix Network. Once, a Once Upon a Time podcast in the TV and film category, and the Audacity to Podcast in technology. If you could head on over to podcastawards.com and click the Nominations Are Open banner at the top of the page and do a quick registry to verify that you're a real person, and then, again, fill in beyond the to-do list in the business section once, once upon a time podcast in the TV and film category, and the audacity to podcast in the technology category, I would be sincerely grateful. I want to remind you that Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop is still enrolling for summer and fall sessions. This is a great way for you to up your game when it comes to practical application of leadership and workflow and collaboration with other high-caliber people from all over the world and tons of top companies. And it's not just sitting there watching videos like some other courses you may have purchased in the past and probably did not finish. This is hands-on. This is practical application. This is practicing shipping your work. You can find out more and apply at altmba.com slash beyond. That's altmba.com slash beyond. And for extra consideration, let them know in your application that you heard about it from Eric Fisher and Beyond the To-Do List. Go check it out. You've heard me talk about it for weeks now. This is one of those things that really could be an awesome opportunity for you. Again, go apply at altmba.com slash beyond. So I do need to admit, again, that I listen to back episodes of this podcast when I need to. With close to 200 episodes, there are some great ones in there that I look back to favorably when it comes to certain topics. And one of the ones that I had from back in the summer of 2016 was with Rob Bell. And we talked all about seasons and rhythms and craft calling and some of the stuff that I touched on recently with Jeff Goins. But one of the key words from that conversation that where I talked to him about his book back then, uh, How to Be Here, which is all about being present, was this word Sabbath. Now, before going too far, obviously this word, if you're familiar with it at all, has a religious origin and may still hold some religious connotation for many people. What I want to say is this. I'm starting with that concept, that word, that word that means essentially taking a chunk or a segment of 24 hours off your work week. It comes from the idea of, and again, not preaching here, this is factual information. In fact, I think it's funny that there's 
an iTunes review for this show that actually says, Eric is so religious and blah, blah, blah. Like, he only has people that... I'm like, really? Like, longtime listeners of this show know that's absolutely not true. We do not have people coming and preaching any brand of philosophy or religious perspective per se on this show. I just, I found that hilarious. I had to say that. But again, the word Sabbath comes from a Jewish word, which is derived from the whole idea that in the beginning of the Bible, it says that God created the world in the first six days and on the seventh day he rested. And that philosophy of doing work for certain days of the week and then taking a moment to stop and pause and reflect and not work and intentionally rest is something that has existed since before our time, (laughs) for a long time. And having grown up in a religious upbringing, that word is something that I'm familiar with, and it's always something that I think of when it comes to the weekend. And for Jews, it's Saturday, and for Christians, it's Sunday, this day of rest, this Sabbath And I'm not going to try and go into explaining all the implications of it. What I want to point out is that I think this is something that even regardless of your opinion on it, or the origins of it, or the word, etc., is a good thing to do. (laughs) Taking a break, that stepping away, literally, from the grind, the regular, the normal, and having a day where you're unplugged. So why have I been thinking about this? Well, because I feel like I have been slipping back into bad habits or processes where Monday through Friday, I'm doing my normal work week. And then I find myself, because of my phone or because of the portability of a laptop or technology, or for that matter, using social media, even from a social perspective only, from a consumer perspective, but having my social accounts, especially Facebook, tied into Facebook groups or pages, etc., I get pinged and pulled back in to work. Or I check my personal email and accidentally I'm looking at work email too. Air quotes on the accidentally. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And so what does all this mean? Well, the reason I went down this road is, one, I went, went back and listened to that Rob Bell episode, and it got me thinking that it's really a good idea that it's that's almost – it's a necessity. In my mind, it's a necessity. At this point, I have said that. And over the past – I don't know how many weeks it's been now. 
I have been trying to operate on this idea where of the weekend, I will actually allow a segment of one of the days to be allotted to work on this podcast, for example. And I will choose to look at it not as work, but as fun. And that helps. Perspective helps. And then I will take one of the other two day, one of the days, and I will say this is a 24 hour period where I am not going to touch work whatsoever. I'm going to not think about it. I'm not going to have ideas. If I do, I'll write it down in a pad, but I'm not going to go into anything digital and go down that slippery slope. But after I'd listened to that podcast episode, I was, like I said, I was having lunch with two friends, and I know that they struggle with this as well. One of them is uh, a single person, and the other is married and has three kids. And I know that he and his wife are extremely busy sometimes on top of the three kids. Same with me. I've got two kids, and my wife and I are also extremely busy. And I wanted to, I opened up the question. I just said, so how do you guys do this? How do you take your weekend? How do you have a day off your Sabbath when kids can be work in and of themselves? And that was a really good question for me to ask. And what we what we talked about, basically, on his guidance, he said he already has really good boundaries when it comes to his email. So he'll even take you know, he, he won't do a straight up, hey, here's a full day, calendar day. He'll actually shift it sometimes to where it's 24 hours, but it's over the course of he'll check email or work email or something like that in the evening one day and then the next day be off till that next evening past that point. Uh, so it's still been 24 hours. The other key piece was that if you can start by just having two hours somewhere in that 24 hours where you're intentionally doing some sort of self-care. You're intentionally recharging. You're taking a nap. You're actually watching a movie with no distractions, no double screens. You're having a life-giving conversation with a friend. For example, like I was at this point in time eating our sushi right before we actually then went to a movie. So double dip right there for me. But the other key piece that comes up is the fact that with kids and kids being work, I think part of it, again, is when it comes down to perspective. If you have kids and you look at them like they're a job, then they're always going to wear you out. But if you look at them like relationships, and I am preaching to the choir here. Listen to me. I am telling you I struggle with this. My kids wear me out like crazy. But when I choose to look at them from the perspective of a relationship and an interaction instead of a job or a responsibility, then it's easier for me to slip into recharge mode doing activities with them. I want that to sink in for a moment. I want you to think about that because that's something that I still struggle with. I'm not speaking from a place of authority. I'm speaking of a pl- from a place of having talked with others about this and struggling with it myself and pointing out that This is a key piece here for parents. And then take it a step further. And if you have a spouse and those kids, being able to then cover each other spouse to spouse when it comes to, I am going to go and interact with the kids and we're going to go have fun. You take your two hours now to deeply recharge and vice versa and kind of covering each other and helping each other recharge and even trying to seek out time where you recharge with each other without the kids. Again, I'm not saying this is perfect or easy. I am saying 
that this is something that I've been thinking about and can be something to think about and, and work on. But I think part of that, again, is doing some of these things intentionally over a weekend, specifically over a single day, like a Sabbath, and then bringing some of those things that you learn from that back into your work day and your work weeks in terms of times of day where you turn off work and now you're into your evening with your family, your friends, your relationships. One of the things that I really like about Michael Hyatt and his company is they have a weekend motto of sorts where they have one of their core values. It's, it's called radical margin, and they prioritize margin above profits, results, and achievement so they can focus on their most important relationships. I really admire that. I think that's a really cool core value to have because when it comes down to it, you could burn out and then the stuff that you're working towards really doesn't matter because you have health problems, you have relationship problems, etc. And then what does that really serve you? So I think you need to start considering giving yourself permission to rest. And I think if you think about it, you'll realize that if you haven't been fully integrating this into your life, your body and your mind, your spirit, they're all asking you for it, even if you don't know it, even if you're not acknowledging the signals. How many times have you rushed through a meal, lunch or dinner, just to get on with getting something done? Why not sit and leisurely enjoy the food and take your time or set up some time to go not just for a workout, but for a walk, like a long-term walk where you think and you talk with somebody, think about some of the relationships that you've not taken time to really dig into recently, whether it's a spouse or a girlfriend, a boyfriend, even some friends or family members. And again, with yourself, time with yourself, by yourself, even if you're an extrovert and you recharge by being with people, taking time by yourself to reflect on things by yourself can be huge. I mentioned I had another friend who was at this conversation who is single, and he works for a company remotely like I do. And one of the things that he has difficulty with is knowing when to turn off their Slack-like system for the weekend, and they have some certain on-call types of things. And maybe you have that in your life. Maybe you have some times where you need to be available, but maybe there are other people as well that can split up that delegation or responsibility with you. And by doing that, by splitting that up into either ch certain chunks over the course of the weekend or certain weekends altogether where one person's on call the whole weekend and everybody else gets a different weekend, suddenly everybody's much more happy and much more able to relax and unwind and then recharge. I've heard many times from many people that they get back from vacation and they feel like, all right, I almost need a vacation from my vacation. And, and one of the reasons for that, and I've experienced this myself, is that it takes us a while to fully disengage and unwind from our regular, from our workflow, until we're almost near the end of whatever that vacation is. It's typically, from what I hear, about a week. So, you know, you're a few days in and you're still not fully unwound, disengaged, and resting. 
And so you may be asking, well, what, what difference then is a day going to make on a weekend? But I'll tell you, I think part of the reason why many people are so looking forward to vacations is because they've not fully allowed a day of rest in their life. So I think that if you do have to do some work over the weekend, that you figure out how to make that amount much smaller and to contain it even to a shift if you can. And I think this is going to be helpful if you're a manager or a leader or hopefully both, or if you're being led or you report to someone to have that conversation. For example, if you're a manager, if you're a leader, think about how it comes across to your employees or the people that report to you. If you're sending emails while you're on vacation, or if you're sending emails over the course of the weekend and late into the evening when they are clocked out, what does that say to them? To me, that says, I have this expectation that you're always available to receive emails from me. But at the same time, think about what it even says on a little bit deeper level. It says, I don't value my own time enough to fully unplug and walk away from my work and trust you as an employee. I thought of this, I need to tell you, but it couldn't wait till the next time I sat down to do email at an intentional time, I randomly had to fire it up. Or especially if you're on vacation and you're sending emails, it tells me you'd rather be working than spending time with your family. And I gotta say, that's almost just sad, you know? So, and I know there's exceptions to these rules across the board. But what I'm saying is, is you have to figure out a way to make this work. You have to integrate this. Maybe you're on the other side. Maybe you're the employee. Maybe you're the person that works for that person. And you think, I want to set up some sort of boundaries or culture or help to at least when it comes to being able to have time away, time where you're completely checked off. Do not disturb time. You might want to call it time where you're not on call. And honestly, I don't know of any better way to do that than to just maybe talk to coworkers and see what their experiences are, or to talk to other people in the culture of your company to see if they can help you with that. Or if you're an entrepreneur, like part of the benefit of having all the freedom of not living in a cubicle is the fact that you can set up your own rules. And I see so many entrepreneurs who miss that fact and go in on 60 plus hours a week. And then I got to wonder, is it really worth it? Like you should be doing this, not just because you have the passion for it in terms of the work and working for yourself and you you know claim to be unemployable proudly and all those other things. But I got to wonder, like if you don't pace yourself in terms of the timeline of what you're working on, How is it going to be sustainable when it grows later on? Or if you start working with other people in your company, if you hire them or have them come in as contractors or consultants, it can set up crazy expectations. So I want you to think about this. I really want you to take some time. In fact, if you feel like this is hitting you (laughs) a little bit blindsided and you're like, oh my gosh, this again, it's that important. It really, really is. And even just a small amount of time. And I'm not talking once a day. I'm talking once a week. Pick one time in a week, even if it's not the weekend, and take that time, set that time aside, reclaim that time to be your 
rest and recharge time and pick something specifically ahead of time to work on in that time. And I don't mean like work on in terms of doing work. I mean like an activity or a non-activity for that matter. If you, if it takes that perspective for you where you set aside that time, you rest, you relax, you connect with friends, you have your phone in do not disturb mode and then take from that and doing that multiple times in terms of experimentation to see if you can then transfer that into the weekend or little pieces of that into a daily renewal ritual for yourself. And hopefully, moving forward, you won't feel so burnt out, even if you're unaware of it. And again, I'm not saying don't do work over the weekends whatsoever. I think for some of us, it's inevitable, especially when we have a day job and a side hustle, as some call it, or a side project that we are working on. It requires more than the time that you have allotted for your day job to then work on that side thing. And what's the easiest place to find that? Well, it's first thing in the morning, it's last thing at night, it's maybe during your lunch hour, and it's maybe on the weekends. But what I'm saying is, is don't jeopardize the rest and the ritual and the routine of rest in your life for the sake of that. And I would say there is, there is even some times where a season of adding in extra activity to push towards a certain goal is not a bad thing. But again, don't do it at the jeopardization of your rest, your relationships, and the risk of burning out. So I'm curious where you are on this journey. I want to hear from you. Head on over to beyondthetodolist.com slash 181 for the show notes of this episode, and let me know where you are in this process. Are you someone who works every weekend? Are you someone who struggles with this? Do you have kids? Do you have a spouse? Do you have all of the above? Fill me in on where you're at. I'd love to continue this conversation and move it forward to another future episode and or have a guest on as well to talk about this specific topic. Before I sign off, I just want to remind you about Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop, which you can apply for at altmba.com slash beyond. You can get special consideration by mentioning my name and this podcast in your application. Go check it out. It may be the thing you're looking for to up your game when it comes to your workflow, your leadership, your productivity, and shipping awesome work. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you got something great out of this episode in terms of rest and thinking about it and its role in your life. If this episode has helped you and you've thought about somebody else who could really use listening to this episode, while you're at the show notes for this episode, beyondthetodolist.com slash 181, hit the share button, share it with somebody on social or through email. And thanks again for listening to this show. If you're enjoying this, I'd love it for you to leave an iTunes review over at beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes. If you haven't done so already, it helps people find the show and helps people see that people are getting something out of this podcast like I do. Thanks again, and I will see you next episode.
Beyond the To Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.